Hey, hey, everyone. You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. It's week 11 of the Texas high school football season. And my, oh, my, here we go. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping it up the regular season. Um, oh, by the way, I'm Alex Miller. I'm with the Eagle newspaper. That's Abigail Ochoa. And joining us right now is Scott Clendenin, our good friend. He's the voice of the College Station Cougars. Scott, how are you today? Doing great, Alex. It's it's exciting that uh, we get to the last week of the regular season and the Cougars have a chance to win a district championship. And you got to go up against another top 10 team to do it. I think that Magnolia West finally getting kind of some of the respect they deserve on a tremendous season. But it's been really hard to move into the polls because it just hasn't been a lot of movement. And it took an upset last week in Longview, which was top 10 in a possible College Station Cougar playoff opponent to uh, have the uh, have the uh, Cougars in a position to where they play Magnolia West in a top 10 matchup. For sure. Uh, Abigail, how are you too? I, I didn't even, I didn't even ask you. I'm sorry. It, it's all right. It's all right. It's been a long week already. Uh, we're, it's the last week of the regular season. Like you've said, it's raining today. I mean, it's just one of those days. Um, I'm doing well. I'm excited to, to get some talking about some high school football. Well, yeah, like Scott said, a battle of 9-0 and teams this week for the district crown. The Cougars, they're looking for their first district championship since 2017 when they won the state championship. Uh, for a team that's had a lot of success, kind of hard to believe that it, this, is the, this is the first time that they could win that since 2017. Um, Scott, we'll, we'll kick it to you first. Uh, the Cougars, they've absolutely crushed their last three opponents who – we know we're not the strongest teams, um, but on the flip side of that, how good is it to, for College Station to have a game like this, a, a top 10 matchup on the road, something's on the line, to close the regular season before they really step into that gauntlet we know is 5A1's Region 2? Well, I think it's great for the Cougars. I think that they, you know, they were really good before that, uh, this stretch. And I think that probably Lufkin not being a, a, a really a playoff contender kind of jades you a little bit because the Cougars completely dominated them. Their first team has uh, only uh, allowed uh, – the, the first team has only allowed two touchdowns this year as far as talking about their first team defense. So they have been amazing. And I think that's one of the things that when you steamroll like the Cougars have, uh, I think that – you know, you, you get to the point where it's like, are they, are they being tested enough or are they going to be prepared for the playoffs, especially region two? And I think they are uh, because I think that, you know, even though they played, uh, you know, uh, New Caney earlier in the year and they played Magnolia earlier in the year, uh, you know, those teams still were good teams. And you saw that at the, this week for the other two teams in the, in the playoffs, they're playing each other to, to determine uh, third and fourth place. So I think that this district is lucky to have those matchups in week 10, and it sets up what can be an exciting run through the playoffs because it's not just College Station. It's not just Mag West. You can get some, some, uh, you know, some other upsets in the three and four teams in this district as they move forward. Abigail, 
is it kind of surprising maybe that Magnolia West is the team that kind of emerged as ultimately being the challenger to college station for this district title? And, and what do you feel like really makes this Mustangs team so good? Yeah, Alex, I don't think there's any doubt that this is a surprising, I, I don't think any of us thought we were going to be here at the, this point of the season. I mean, this is a Mag West team that's coming in that came in with a new head coach. They only returned four starters on offense. Last year, you know, they broke a 10-season streak of being in the playoffs. It's not the team we expected, but, you know, I think what a great present we get here at the end of the season. You know, College Station looking for that district title against another undefeated team in 8-5A. So it's really nice. But I think going back to, you know, what makes the Mustangs so good this year, it's kind of the same reasons that I mentioned before. They don't want to go back to where they were. Um, you know, head coach Ben McGee, he, uh, he came from Sweetwater. He's been doing a great job taking this, uh, you know, Mustangs team, turning things around here. The defense is stacked with talented returners. They get seven back from last season. Um, they have a good offensive line. Then you have Hunter Bilbo and Brock Dalton leading the offense, you know, running back and quarterback, uh, pretty lethal combination. And then, you know, even Coach Huff said that they have a great special teams Um, that the Cougars have been looking at. So I think it's just an all-around good football team, and it'll be a battle, you know, between the Cougars who have been doing so well this whole season, and we've seen what they've been able to do in all three phases, go against another team that, you know, has a lot of talent too, and and I think it'll be a battle. Scott, you'll be on the call on Friday. What what do you feel like is the key to the game for the Cougars to come away with with another win? I think Marquise Collins being healthy and 100% ready to go is a big key. He got dinged up in the at the end of the first half against Candy Creek a couple of weeks ago, and then last week it, it you know it was a luxury for the uh, for the Cougars to be able to turn to Nate Palmer and and Yanez and uh, Bradley Brad Jones to be able to keep that ground game going. I think establishing that uh, the play action pass this year has been lethal. I think that's one of the big steps that Jet Huff has made is the ability to carry that out. And his, and his chance in the right you know, time to run the football uh, when, when it's a scramble situation has been huge. So I think the run sets up the pass for the Cougars. I, I think that that's one of the reasons why they've, they've done so well. And then I also think that getting uh, Utley back uh, to, to play tackle would be a big boost for the Cougars. I thought in the first quarter of last week's game, uh, along with Collins, you know, uh, struggles a little bit, was that they had that, some changes in that offensive front. They, they made some adjustments in the second quarter, and they really rolled from that point forward. Yeah, you know, do you feel like the, the College Station starters are going to play the entire game this Friday regardless of what happens? And, and do you feel like they need to play a full game before they get into the playoffs? It might be. I mean, we talk about, you know, what, what's going on in, in District 7 and, and really don't know. But there is a, there is a scenario that, is, that only takes one win uh, by, uh, John, uh, by Tyler Hyde this week that the, the Cougars could play a team that is ranked in the top 10 or has been ranked in the top 10 eight of 10 weeks in every round of the playoff if they advance and, and you had chalk and you didn't have upsets. So, uh, you know, I think that the Cougars, you know, need to get their guys going a little bit. But I also think the game is going to dictate that. If, if, you're, if you're up big and, and 
you know, a lot like they did against, you know, Caney Creek and they, and they did against, you know, Lufkin, you rest those guys in the second half and they have fresh legs. And I think that I don't know of another team in the, in the playoffs outside of mainly mainly Highland park that has had the chance to have as fresh legs as the Cougars have. Uh, You know, you have Denton Ryan going against Frisco Lone Star this weekend as well. So that's going to be another war, you know, and the attrition this time of year, a key injury can, can really change, you know, your outlook and, and where you end up. So I think that if the Cougars, you know, don't necessarily need to play their starters, they could, you know, continue to build depth and, and, and get the guys ready and have a playoff atmosphere. So some guys that were sub varsity, or maybe we're just on the sidelines last year, uh, you know, that were call-ups for the playoffs that, that haven't had any experience yet. Yeah. And Scott, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of allude to the, the other district district seven, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's still a lot up for grabs over there, but can you kind of maybe take us through where, what we're kind of looking at, maybe what, what's likely to play out uh, and who the Cougars might be facing in that first round, even though it's not decided yet. Well, Highland Park is a district champion, so they're going to play the loser of Magnolia and New Caney. That, that's pretty easy to get to. Um, if Longview wins uh, against Tyler, then you've got three teams at four and two. So, the, you know, I don't know what they're capping the, the, the tiebreaker at, and I, and I would assume that they are going to determine the second-place team by tiebreaker and then head-to-head determines three and four. If that's the case, it looks like McKinney North would be the fourth place team. Now, if if Tyler uh, is a team that that gets the W, then I think that you have Longview in the fourth place slot. And if the Cougars could face Longview if they're a district champion, and and that is just pretty hard to fathom considering they ranked seventh in the state last week. And you know that's one of those games that that you know is a longtime rivalry. I know that Longview is a prohibitive favorite, but that's still a game that is going to uh, be a hard, hard-fought football game to determine where the playoffs uh, ultimately end up. Well, Abigail, you'll this is the game you'll be at Friday. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think both of us are taking College Station in this game. But the the question I have for you, I think the Harris ratings has College Station favored by seventeen. Um, yeah. My question for you is, do you think that College Station covers that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it says a lot about this team that they're favored, you know, to win by 17 against another undefeated team for the district title. I think that says a lot about College Station. They have the depth. They have the leadership. These seniors have been talking about wanting to get this district title um, since the beginning of the season. And actually, I'm sure since the the beginning of last season, you know, when they lost to Magnolia in that first game, and that's really what set them back last year. Um, so this is something that they've been working, you know, almost a year at this point to get back to, and they're finally here. I don't think they're going to let this moment pass them. Um, Scott, you know, like Scott said, they have so many guys, and you have a healthy Marquise Collins, and you have Jet Huff back there. I mean, it's really hard to stop both of those guys. So um, you know, I talked to Coach Huff earlier this week. He said it's going to be a battle up front, too. It's going to be who, who wins the trenches, and we'll see how that goes. And, um, you know, this Mag West defense, is they beat Brenham and Temple to start the season. And then, you know, they kind of got that, that 
first slate of, you know, Lufkin and Cleveland and those kind of teams in the beginning. And then they beat Magnolia and New Caney, who were, you know, fighting for that three and four spot. So they've all, they've been through the gauntlet too. And I think um, I'm looking forward to it all. I think it feels like we're getting a little preview of, you know, how great this, you know, college season playoff um, run will be. And um, I think it's really exciting to get this here, especially for college station after having those, you know, few big wins, you know, the last few weeks, I think it's really nice for them to get back to this kind of, you know, rough and tough football game that, you know, right before the playoffs, I think it's really good for them. So we'll see how it goes, but I really do think that they will cover that. And um, I think it'll be a good game for the Cougars to kind of get here. Well, Scott, before we let you go, as always, how can folks tune into the game Friday night? Well, we're on Maverick 100.9. You can also, uh, you know, find us at RadioAggieland.com. Uh, Tim Stetler and myself excited to get over to, to Mag West for this game. And, you know, it's a short trip down, just down the, the, the road there. I know the Cougar fans would, would, you know, the Cougar team would love to have as many fans show up as possible and really feel that visitor side. Uh, the Cougars have done that in the playoffs year after year and, and travel great. But if you're not going to be on the road, make sure to tune in and listen to Maverick 100.9 or on RadioIDLand.com. Well, it'll be a battle Friday night over in Magnolia. And Scott, I have a feeling we'll probably be hearing from you soon, potentially, uh, if, if the Cougars can keep it rolling. <laughs> I appreciate your time, Abigail and, and Alex. It's, it's great to talk with you and getting ready for some, really the second season, win and go home. Uh, there's nothing as exciting as that in high school athletics when you get to the playoffs. In any sport, it'll be exciting and it'll be fun to help uh, cover it with y'all. For sure. All right, coming up next, we got we got more talk about what's going on here in the Brazos Valley this week as the regular season wraps up. All right, all right, guys, let's move on here. Uh, we got Rudder facing uh, Lamar Consolidated, looking to bounce back from that that uh, loss to Consol last week. Tough. We were both there, Alex. Um, you know, uh, I really good football game. But anyway, uh, Rutgers looking to bounce back here. Rangers have the number three seed secured. Um, but, you know, it could use a momentum boost here. I think uh, last week against Consol, they, they saw a lot of holes and in, in a lot of things that they probably needed to fix. Uh, not a defense we're used to seeing, I think, um, last Friday. But, you know, where did the Rangers need to see growth this week as they prepare for the, the first time that they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, there's there's two there's been two key themes in both of Rudder's losses this season, and that's been turnovers. Um, turnovers hurt them big in both first halves against Montgomery and Consol, and that put them behind the eight ball too much to where they just they just couldn't recover. Um, you know, against in both games, they they had a pick six um, on, on one of the first drives of the game. I, I, actually, I think the first drive of, of the game, uh, at least at least in the Montgomery game, and then oh yeah, it, and then in the second quarter, excuse me, of course, because yeah. there was no scoring in that first quarter That's in right. that <laughs> Saw game. But yeah, I mean, you know, a non-offensive touchdown can can be detrimental, and um, you know, we we saw. We saw how costly that was, you know, and then just when Rudder, it looked like they were going to jump right back in it. 
you know, Kevin Holmes gets stripped of the ball at the one yard line. I mean, how tough a play is that? Um, so for me, I, I want to see if Rudder can play a clean game. Um, you know, they we know they've got the guys. I mean, we know what EJ Ezar can do. I mean, Kevin Holmes was fantastic last week against Kinsall. He had over 100 yards. I mean, he was just mossing dudes out there. All and, 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 and Trey McClinton's been great at running back. You know, they've got some guys. Jaquise Martin's been a stud as a freshman. But want to see them play a key game or a clean game because this is a Lamar consolidated team that, I mean, they upset Huntsville, you know, they pushed full sheer last week, weren't able to come up with the win. Um, but, but this is a, this is a team that, that, that they'll push you. And, you know, I expect Ryder to win this game, but how much better would the Rangers feel about themselves knowing that they came in and, and from start to finish dominated, uh, a, a game that they should win. And, sure. you know, when, when you get into the playoffs, it's those little things that that can hurt you and just turn on you in an instant. And for a team like Rudder that hasn't been in the playoffs before, I mean, one mistake might cost you the game. And so I'm not saying the Rangers have to be perfect because you're never going to play a perfect game. No team's ever going to do that. But if Rudder can be a, as excellent as they can, protecting the football, that's what's going to give them the best chance to win, especially next week when they're likely going to be on the road uh, against a Marshall team that, that's pretty dang good. So that's that's really what I'm looking to see from the Rangers this week. You know, Abigail, I'll flip this one to you. If yeah. Rudder wins, this will tie the most wins they've had in school history. And, and it's senior day for, for a number of these key players, including – Quarterback EJ Ezar, coach of uh, Coach Ezar, or son of Coach Ezar, excuse me, not coach. Uh, I know Coach listens to the podcast, so. Uh, but you know, I guess, what do you think this senior class has meant to the Rudder program, and just kind of really changing the narrative of what Rudder football is about? I think you, I think you could argue that you know Rudder wouldn't be here in the playoffs. Good roster, like we mentioned grabbing all these milestones without the senior class. You know, before the Ezars got here, you know, a couple of years ago, the Rangers' best season was when they went seven and three in 2010. Uh, you know, that's 11 years ago. The, the senior class, and I think, you know, it, it, it really started with last year's senior class kind of finishing off. You got Keith Ron Lee there, obviously helped him out a bunch. But I think really the senior class has turned things around uh, has turned this program around to make it something that everybody, the school, the community, everybody is proud to be a part of. Um, and, you know, they have big guys, like we mentioned, they have EJ, they have Marcus Hurd, Devion Howard, Trey McClinton, Jeremiah Johnson, just to name a few, the list goes on and on. But, uh, you know, these guys are not only doing great things now, but they're going to pl be playing on pretty big stages soon. I think we can clearly say that, uh, uh, you know, and it's because of the work that they put in with this program. You know, now Rudder is looking at guys like Nate Figures and, and Jaquise Martin and Kevin Holmes and, you know, these young, younger guys that will carry the team for years to come. And I think it's because of the senior class. They've really set a precedent of, of, you know, what the Rangers want to accomplish, what kind of team they want to look like. And I think the reason they have so much younger talent now is because of that. So 
the senior class, I'm excited for them. Um, the senior night's going to be amazing, I think. Um, hopefully a really good win, like you said, a clean win over Lamar Consolidated. But I think the senior class deserves it. Um, and they've sure done a lot um, to, to prove that. Well, let's keep rolling along. Uh, and can Brian keep things rolling? That's, that's kind of <laughs> the question. Uh, the Vikings. They're going to travel and face Harker Heights Thursday night, but they, they've won four straight games to clinch a playoff berth. We've already talked about that and will for sure be the number two seed in six A's division two bracket. Um, but kind of like Rudder, it, it, it can really keep momentum rolling with the win over the Knights and uh, almost certain that they're going to play Cedar Hill in the first round, which is a really good team. <laughs> out of district 11, um, in, in six, yeah. a, uh, you know, Harker Heights, man, they got some weapons and, and this is going to be a really good test for, for Brian defense that that's played pretty well the last few weeks. That's true. I did. Th- did they play Cedar Hill last season in the by district? I think they that- did. It wasn't Duncanville. Was it Duncanville? No, no that was basketball. That was um, basketball. That's right. I, was- I knew they played him in basketball. <laughs> But I think they did play Cedar Hill last year in the by-district round. I, I'm pretty confident. I'm about 99% sure. I, you know, I talked to a lot of players during, you know, for features and things like that. And um, they always mention that game against Cedar Hill. It, it's a common favorite between everybody, not only the playoff environment, but getting to play a team like that, who, it, if I'm right, they they lost to Katie and in, in the state championship. I, now I feel like I'm giving misinformation because I'm not 100% sure, but um, <laughs> but let's just go with that for now. But anyway, yeah, you know, um, we'll see what this Brian defense can do here. I think Parker Heights is only projected to win by 10, which I thought was going to be a, a, a larger margin here, you know, especially with what Parker Heights has been able to do this season. Um, but Brian's, you know, they're, they're on a roll right now. They have the momentum, but um, I, we'll really be able to see what they can do here. Uh, before playoffs, before, you know, possibly facing Cedar Hill again um, in, in a tough matchup. To make you feel better, Abigail, I just double-checked. Uh, Brian did play Cedar Hill in the by-district round last year, All and right. Cedar Hill did, in fact, lose to Katie in the state championship hey. game. So you were right. You Thank were right. You. Thank you. All right. Let's wrap it up with this. Uh, you know, normally we talk about an area game we've got our eye on, but – there's a lot of playoff spots on the line. So, you know, we've got our eye on a lot of games. So let's just go through some area games that have some playoff implications. How about it? Sounds good. Okay. First off, Brenham at Leander Rouse. Okay. This is for a district championship. Uh, district 13, 5A Division Two. correct? Uh, I think that's right. Yes. Uh, Brenham. Brenham's been solid since those two losses to start the season against the Magnolia schools. Um, Leander route. I mean, this is definitely going to be the, the, the toughest game they've had since those two, those two opening games. Uh, sure. can the Cubs get a big road win? That that's kind of the question I've got. And, you know, region four down there, it, it can probably be a little wide open. So, you know, Brenham's really positioning themselves to, to have a shot. You know, we, we see some of those Brenham guys pop up on our player of the week poll every now and then. They Steven do. Stackhouse, quarterback. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I think Coach Allen's teams really come together and they're playing some of their best football at the right time. But this this isn't going to be this is going to be no slouch of a game, but it'll probably be good for Burnham to have a game like this. You know, they, they had a pretty solid team last year and they lost that by district round to Marble Falls. You know, we are. I feel like we both were like, yeah, Burnham's a team that they might go three or four deep and then just got bounced in round one in a really close game so you know you, you, we all know we all know the sports pedigree over in Brenham and we know that hey when the Cubs are hot I mean morale is high and they're looking to do something big so uh, we'll see if they can they can keep it going this week yeah I think I think they expected to go two or three or more last year too I mean talking to you know Eric Hemphill in the beginning of the season they really did they, they have their eye on that they want to get past that by district. They've been kind of the silent type. You know, we haven't talked about them too much, but they really have been putting in the work. Um, and obviously they get to this big game here. So we'll see how that works out. But we'll go on to another area game, Navasota at Guineas. The Rattlers, um, good position to, to, to make the playoffs again this season. Um, they can clinch with a win over Giddings. Um let, let's go through here. Uh, yeah. I guess there are playoff implications here. A loss um, and a LaGrange win over Smithville would knock the Rathers out. Um, a Navasota loss and a LaGrange loss would make it a three-way tie. Um, is that for third, fourth? I think, you know? I think it would be for third. So Cuero's uh, won that district, and Smithville is the favorite over LaGrange. Navasota okay. is a favorite over Giddings, I believe um yes they but, are but you know getting on the road could be a tough game so you yeah. know we navasota we said last week you know they had to beat gonzalez took care of business yeah. um you know jamar jesse back that's good news for them but you know we've just come so accustomed to seeing the rattlers in the playoffs you know it'd be really weird to have them not in there so I think, yeah uh, yeah, I think so too. I think, um, you know, it, it kind of worried me last, last week when they only, you know, they beat, um, oh, Gonzalez, sorry, you just said it and I forgot, but they, they beat Gonzalez by seven. Um, that was a little concerning to me only because Gonzalez hadn't won a district game all season. I think they've won two total overall games all season. Um, you know, I really expected Navasota to just have a clean game. I think that's exactly what they needed. They needed to have a really good win. I was hoping more than seven points, but that's how it turned out. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they do here. I think, I think they need a really nice game against Giddings. I mean, not only do they need a win just to kind of clinch things and secure their spot in the playoffs, um, but I really just think that they need to see, you know, the guys produce and, um, it just, I think with the end of the regular season here, you need a nice win for Navasota who's been going through a lot, injuries and, and losing guys and things like that to really um, have some momentum going into this playoff, the first playoff round. I don't know who they, who they would play there, but I really think that, that they need some uh, goodwill here um, in Navasota. Well, Madisonville, they're going to travel to Jasper on Friday night. Uh, the Mustangs are big underdogs, so they, they might need some help making sure they clinch a playoff spot. A win puts them in, of course, uh, but so does a loss in a Rusk win over center. 
and Rusk is favored to win that game. So that's good news for, for Madisonville uh, if, if they're not able to pull an upset over Jasper. But center beating Rusk in a Madisonville loss creates a three-way tie. There, there, there's just a lot of <laughs> potential tiebreakers out there in the Brazos Valley. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to write this playoff scenario post this week, and it's just been so hard. I mean, there's, there's just so much on. at stake. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that one, we'll see how that one shakes out, but Hey, it'd be really big if Madisonville could clinch that playoff spot. They're in a really good district. And, yeah. uh, I, I don't think the Mustangs have been in the playoffs since I think 2017, maybe. So yeah, it's been, a few, I mean, it's been a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I know last season, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that they like being in this spot this season compared to last season. They had some troubles. Um, getting getting started and and that you know cost them a spot in the playoffs last year. So um, I'm sure they really like being in this spot right now. Um, you know, uh, they're, I'm sure they're big rest fans this week, uh, rooting for them to be, to beat center. So we'll see how that works out. But on to the next um, Iola at Burn and Milano at Snook. This is weird. Um, it got weirder this week. This district a little bit. Um, Burton had to forfeit seven games uh, due, it, due to an, an eligible player. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it was surprising, I think, for everybody. Um, Snook needs a win to clinch a spot in the playoffs. Uh, Burton, can win, uh, Burton needs a win, actually. Um, I'm not sure what the record is now. It escapes my mind. I think it's like one in eight. Okay, one in eight. They need a, so they need a win here. Anna Milano lost to Snook. Um, to make it in it's crazy that this is even possible <laughs> that they're one and eight and they can make it into the playoffs after losing I mean they were on we've talked about Burton this whole season on a roll great team great guys you know who can really play um I now I'm trying to think of the record before losing the seven wins but I won't try it to must do that. have been eight and one Oh, that's true. I can't do math. I'm sorry. Um, that's why we're journalists. <laughs> that's right. I, yeah, I don't get paid to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, Iola needs a win and a snook loss to get in the playoffs. So a lot going on here. Uh, Burton is favored by, I think, believe more than 40 points to beat Iola. Um, snook, I believe is favored to beat Milano. Um, so we'll see how things work out, but yeah. Snook needs a win to clinch. Burton needs a win and a Milano loss to clinch. Um, and Iola needs a win and a Snook loss to clinch. So a lot going on, like Alex said, but um, we'll see how that works out. All right. I think that's going to do it for today, Abigail. Um, Sounds good. So, hey, here we go. This is it. Last week of the regular season. I'm excited. That means the playoffs are right around the corner. And that means that teams can start competing for championships. And hey, by the way, we went through a whole podcast with not even mentioning Franklin or AM Consolidated. So uh, uh, I'm just going to throw them in right now. They're both <laughs> off this week. Yes, but, they are. Uh, you need to rest, I think, for both of them, too. And Centerville. And Centerville. They're all Centerville off. As well, yes. They're all off. Hey, how about Leon? How about Leon uh, uh, yeah. finding a way to win and they're back in the playoffs. So, <laughs> so there you go. Shout out to coach Colbert crew over there yes, over in sure. Jewett. But uh, yep. We'll be back next week. 
breaking down everything on the playoffs maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a special guest on i don't know hey, we'll, have to, we don't we'll have to reach out to some folks Sounds so good. be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast we're on apple we're on spotify be sure to check the eagle.com send us your scores send us your playoff information please if you have it after thursday friday saturday's games whenever you're playing yes. uh so we can get it in the paper we can be sure to to mention you and know where you're playing and be able to break down that game. So, all right, I'm going to stop talking. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.